0: On today's episode, we've got the latest rumors as to where Barry Trotz might land and how that'll affect the Islanders. We review Zach Parise's season that was and what his future is with the team. And finally, we look at a superstar about to be free agent who the Islanders may be interested in. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, happy Memorial Day as we kick off the Monday edition of the Locked on Islanders podcast, and I do want to take a moment to remember and thank all those people who died in service of our nation in the armed forces. So, Thank you to them, and we honor them on this Memorial Day Monday. Want to thank everybody for being part of the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, and we do have a, a, an email question from a listener today, feel free to send us an email at lockedonislanders@gmail.com. at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at ice wars nyr vs nyi we'll keep you up to date on all the latest islanders news notes and happenings from trade rumors free agency the draft all the way up to training camp starting in september it's going to be a busy and exciting offseason for the islanders and we will have it all covered for you here on locked on islanders let's get started with the rumors concerning barry trotz and you know A lot of questions out there uh, as to still why the Islanders let Trotz go, but he is now out there, and the two-time Jack Adams Award winner is available. So there are three teams that have been mentioned prominently uh, who could very well be interested in Barry Trotz. Elliot Friedman up in Canada has mentioned these three teams. Uh, The Winnipeg Jets, his hometown team, and they are probably the favorite right now. Uh, Make a lot of sense for him to want to go back and be closer to home. And certainly the Jets are uh, a team that maybe isn't that far away from being a contender. And you add Barry Trotz to the mix, that's a good thing. Another team that may interest Barry Trotz, according to Friedman, is the Dallas Stars. And, look, again, Dallas, sort of an older team, and we know Trotz prefers veteran players. Uh, A team that made the playoffs this year and put up a pretty good fight in that first round, maybe that appeals to him for that reason. But the third team is the one that I think would concern Islander fans the most, and that is the Philadelphia Flyers. And having Barry Trotz in Philadelphia... In my opinion, well, you know, that's a a tough one. The Flyers are in full rebuild mode. Uh, They are more of a young team, or at least they're going to have to get to be a young team uh, as part of that rebuild. So maybe that's not a great fit. But there are other reasons Trotz may want to go for Philadelphia. Uh, One of them being it's a prestigious team, a team with a rich tradition, not original six. But uh, certainly, you know, one of the next level teams after Original Six when it comes to tradition and prestige. Uh, A team that hasn't won a Stanley Cup since 1975, even though they've been to the uh, finals many, many times since then. And uh, a, a team with a rabid fan base. And certainly, he would be in a division with two of his former teams, the Islanders and the Washington Capitals, and that would, A, he'd be familiar with the opposition, and B, can't lie, there could be a little revenge factor involved in going to Philadelphia and having them go out and be ahead in the standings or beat either the Capitals or the Islanders in the playoffs. So lots of factors there as to why Barry Trotz may want to go that route. Now, we have a, a, a an email question from a, a listener. This is from Ian. He did not uh, say where he was from. But, uh, you know, we always say, give us some topics that you'd like to have discussed on the show. Well, one of the topics that he wanted, and he mentioned two others, uh, dumping Varlamov's salary, which we did talk about Uh, a few episodes ago and then the possibility of getting Kevin Fiala which we've also discussed last week on the program so uh Ian definitely go back and listen to those episodes but the other thing was something on Johnny Goudreau and I think that's a legitimate uh you know question and Goudreau one of the stars in this league uh coming off unquestionably the best season of his career, going to be a free agent. And while the Flames do indeed want him back, they may not be able to afford him. And then the question becomes, would the Islanders be able to afford him? You look at Goudreau, 5'9", a buck 65, not the biggest guy, but he's quick. He's smart with the puck. And boy, is he dangerous. He, He is a native of Salem, New Jersey, so he would be coming back to his hometown Uh, You know, went to uh, BC, Boston College, and coming off again a career year, 40 goals and 75 assists. That's 115 points in 82 games, and led the league with a plus 64 plus minus rating. And when you consider the fact that, A, uh, he had six power play goals and 19 power play assists. So, A, he can help with the power play, but B, that plus 64 looks even better when you take into consideration uh, the fact that he sees a lot of time on the power play and that all of those power play points, 25 of them to be exact, do not factor in to his plus minus. So, you know, here is a guy who doesn't take a lot of penalty minutes. He had 26 penalty minutes in 82 games, which tied his career high, and... He is going to be 29 years old in August. So here's the, the the rub about Goudreau. Because he is coming off that very successful season, most experts say he will probably cost between 9 and $10 million a season. And in order to lock up Johnny G, you're going to have to probably go with a six or seven year contract. So... At the end of the day, with Goudreau, maybe you're getting four years, five years tops before he starts to slow down. Maybe as a smaller player, he may start to wear down a little sooner uh, when he starts to lose a little bit of his speed and slow down. But uh, again, we don't know that for sure. Goudreau averaging more than three shots on goal a game, 262 shots a 15.3% shooting percentage, and his career shooting percentage is almost 13%, so you gotta like that, and he gives you 18 and a half minutes of ice time this past year, so, you know, is he a superstar? Yes. Can he put the puck in the net? Absolutely. Would he be a good fit with Matthew Barzal on the top line? Yes. You check all the boxes that you could possibly want when you discuss Johnny Goudreau the only concern is how much is it going to cost to bring him in? And the Flames are up against the cap right now uh, because they still have some other players who are restricted free agents who they need to resign. in Matthew Kachuk, Andrew Mangiapani. And, you know, you want to sign those two guys uh, and you may not have a lot of room left to add Goudreau. So... It's going to be tight for the Flames, and Goudreau, look, he had a six-year deal just now, averaging $6.75 million. It's going to be about $9 million, maybe closer to $10 million to try to sign him. If you go toward the uh, seven- or eight-year deal, maybe you can get him closer to nine or nine-five a year, but I'll say this— uh, while the Islanders are up against the salary cap, and Goudreau would make it very difficult to uh, fit some of the other players the Islanders want to re-sign in, if you can get Johnny Goudreau at nine, nine five, even at ten million dollars a year, he is a transformational player. And if the Islanders are predominantly right now a veteran team that's in win-now mode, taking three, four, five years of A superstar like Goudreau would be just what the doctor ordered for this team, and I would say to Lou Lamorello, if you can make that deal, go out and make it. So thank you, Ian, for the question, and uh, greatly appreciate that, and thanks for listening, and uh, feel free to ask some more questions anytime. But to me, if you can get Johnny Goudreau, go out and get him. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We will discuss Zach Parise's season What did he do this year? Did he meet expectations? Did he disappoint? And what can we expect from Parise in 2022, 2023? That, plus uh, uh, an original Islander who went on to win the Stanley Cup as a coach, is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be the number one source. For all your betting needs and sports info, find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. If you could think of it, they will get you odds on it at BetOnline.com. Net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. So let's take a look at Zach Parisse and what he did and talk about his pros and cons. Now, the Islanders signed Parise in the offseason as a free agent. He was, you know, 37 years old, he'll be 38. In the end, of, at the end of July, a native of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and of course the son of former North Stars and Islanders uh, at, and Cleveland Barons forward J.P. Parise, who was a big part of the Islanders' teams in the mid-1970s. So you know, a lot of people wanted the Islanders to draft Parise back in 2000. Uh, 2003, when he was in the draft, they passed on him, ended up going to the Devils, spent a lot of time there, then with the Minnesota Wild, and now with the Islanders. In 82 games, 15 goals, 35 points, a minus two, two of his goals and five of his points came with the power play. He did put in two shorthanded goals as well, and here's the thing about Zach Parisey his days as a 30-goal scorer or even a 20-goal scorer are clearly behind him right now. But if you want to put someone on your third or fourth line who's going to hustle, who's going to play sound positional hockey, who can pinch in and kill penalties and and be on the second power play unit if you need him, uh, who's experienced and a leader, Zach Parise is a good fit for you. Now, he got off to a very slow start offensively. Did not score a goal in his first 22 games. But he did finish a lot stronger than he started. uh, Had a a few two-goal games this year. And at the end of the day, 15 goals and 35 points for a third-line winger is not All that bad, and more or less right on par with where he was the previous season in 2020-2021. Seven goals, 18 points in 45 games. Uh, You know, that that is seemingly what he's going to do. And in Zach Parise, what the Islanders have is almost like an extra assistant coach on the ice. He is a guy who is going to lead by example, who the younger players are going to respect, who is so positionally sound and so much uh, a guy who you can count on to be in the right place at the right time. He was a really good fit for Barry Trotz. And Lane Lambert is going to appreciate this as well. Uh, He is a very good fit as far as uh, playing within the system and making sure that he's not beaten because he's out of position now is he perfect no does he still turn the puck over a little more than you'd like sure but most of the time you're gonna a get smart hockey from Zach Parise and b one thing you're definitely gonna get is you're gonna get every ounce of effort that he has to offer he doesn't leave anything left in the tank at the end of the game you know that he's going to hustle, he's going to work hard in the corners, he's going to do all the little things that you want a hockey player to do. Now, only 138 shots on goal in 82 games. That's about 1.5 shots, a little bit more than 1.5 shots on goal per game. Maybe you would like to see him shoot the puck a little bit more, but again, that's something that the Islanders you know, he's far from the only player who doesn't do that. And he gave the Islanders an average of 15 minutes and 17 seconds of ice time per game, which is a, about a minute, a little less than a minute and a half more than what he had the year before with Minnesota. So to me, Parise would fit on the third line. If someone gets injured, can you move him up to the second line for a game or two in a pinch? Yeah, but it wouldn't be a good long-term move. Uh, he could certainly go down to the fourth line and he did on a few occasions when, uh, other players were injured and they needed someone on that fourth line. But, uh, one more year of Zach Parise at a near minimum veteran deal, I can live with that. And I think we'll see him have a similar role to what he had this past season in 2022, 2023. Uh, Been signed to an extension, as we know. Uh, The Islanders did that at the trade deadline. I get the feeling this is probably his last year in the league, or at least that he is on a year-to-year, I'll decide after the season, see how I play, see how I feel kind of a situation. Uh, But as far as the Islanders are concerned, having Zach Parise in the lineup is not a bad thing. What you can't have is too many players like Zach Parise in the lineup at one time. So we'll see how that goes. But right now, Zach Parise, I expect him to have very much the same role that he had uh, last year in the coming season with the Islanders. And I think that is a solid, you know, tool to have in your toolbox if you are the New York Islanders. When we come back, we've got... uh, A first-year Islander who was involved in a big trade that had a big impact on the Islanders. And then after he retired as a player, won a Stanley Cup as a head coach in the NHL. Let's see if you can guess who that is. That and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, we are a couple of days late, but Saturday was the 79th birthday of former Islanders forward Terry Crisp, the native of Parry Sound, Ontario, which is also where Bobby Orr was from, uh, broke into the NHL in 1965-66 with the Bruins, was an original member of the St. Louis Blues, which means he played in the Stanley Cup Final for the first uh, three years of that team's existence and then joined the Islanders in the expansion draft in 1972-73 for their inaugural season. In 54 games with the Islanders, Crisp, four goals, 20 points, and six penalty minutes. He was a minus 23. Now, Crisp was traded to the Philadelphia Flyers late in the 72-73 season. Do you know who the Islanders got back in the trade for Terry Crisp? The late Jean Potvan. And that trade was designed to help ensure that when the Islanders drafted Dennis Pot then in 1973, because his older brother was already on the Islanders, that would sort of entice him to come over to Long Island rather than sign with the WHA. Now, Crisp stayed with the Flyers through the 76-77 season, won Two Stanley Cups in 74 and 75 with the Flyers. Went to the finals again with them in 76 when they lost to the Canadiens. Never much of a goal scorer. Uh, Terry Crisp never scoring more than 13 goals in one season. He was a defensive checking kind of a forward, but always a useful player, especially on some of those good St. Louis and very good Philadelphia teams that he played for. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Islanders, December 23rd, 1972, at the Nassau Coliseum. The Minnesota North Stars <coughs> excuse me, are visiting the Islanders. Caesar Maniago, the goalie for Minnesota, battling Billy Smith in between the pipes for the Islanders. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Billy Harris scoring his ninth of the year from Don Blackburn and Jim Mayer. At 9.29, Islanders up early, one to nothing. But in the final minute of the first period, J.P. Parise, a future Islander, father of Zach Parise, gets his 13th from Jude Druen, And the North Stars and Islanders are even at 1 after 1 period. In the second period, Parise strikes again, his 14th from Tom Reed and Dennis O'Brien at 7.45. Islanders trailing 2-1. But... Brian Lavender of the Islanders ties it, his fifth from Jerry Hart and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Terry Crisp, at 12.51. After 40 minutes, Islanders 2 and the North Stars 2. In the third, it's a tough battle, but Brian Spinner Spencer of the Islanders gets his fifth of the year from Bill Mickelson and Eddie Westfall, the captain at 14.01, giving the Islanders a 3-2 lead. And then in the closing seconds, Terry Crisp, Our Islanders' birthday of the day seals the win for the Isles, his second of the year. Brian Lavender and Jim Mayer with the assist at 1952. Islanders win it by a score of 4-2. Billy Smith making 17 saves to earn the win. Islanders out shooting uh, the North Stars 29-19. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Terry Crisp, one goal, one assist. He was a plus two. And he scored on his only shot on goal. Now Crisp, after retiring, coached the Calgary Flames to their first Stanley Cup win back in 1989. And that team went 54-17-9, an outstanding season there. He later coached the Tampa Bay Lightning as well when that team first came in to the NHL. So Terry Crisp is our Islanders' birthday of the day and he is 79 years old. A few more thoughts on Johnny Goudreau. I think it would be uh, a great pickup. How realistic is it? I'll tell you, if Lula Amorello wants to make a big splash, Goudreau is about as good as you can do. Uh, Will it be tough to pry him away from Calgary? Yeah, probably it will be, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to do it. I, I, I think... Uh, If you can get Goudreau, not only will it sell tickets and get a a lot of buzz going here among the fan base, but I I think that you're really talking about a guy who makes this Islanders team so much more dangerous offensively and uh, would be a great addition to this team. Uh, Tomorrow, we will continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders roster. We will talk about Oliver Wahlstrom, his pluses and minuses, and what his role with the team is going to be. And it may not be as obvious as it first seems. want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On NHL from first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the holiday. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.